Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 22nd of the 12th, 2022, a Thursday. And this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Kyle Rada. Kyle, we are enjoying a bit of a rally into this Christmas break. Yes, the penultimate trading day of the year, up 0.5%. And um, I actually had a look at just uh, in the last couple of moments of the uh, the close there, at just where we've been over the last week and the last five trading days, and that's since we count the Fed and the BOJ shock, BOJ shock earlier in the week, only down by about 0.73%. So make of that what you will, but um, we've actually gone a long way, but um, all ended up in kind of the same space, kind of spinning in circles, I suppose, yeah. going to Christmas. I was just going to say week to date, so I know you said five days, but yes. week to date, we are just, just now into positive territory with the local market finishing at 7,152. Looking around the region, plenty of strength coming through with the Hang Seng, uh, obviously still trading now, but up by about 3%. And when I look to some of the um, smaller companies indices, so the small words, the emerging companies index, both really strong, you know, stronger than the, than the broader market emerging. Uh, small words, sorry, was up by more than 1%. Right now, at least, we've got U.S. futures pointing to another lift on Wall Street tonight, hmm. E-minis for NASDAQ and S&P. So could Santa come through in these last few trading days yeah. of the year? Well, I think, um, I can't remember who we were talking to in the last few days where we said, oh, Santa's not coming. And they're like, well, you never know. No, it's James Garish. It was. Yeah. I, I've seen it happen after Christmas. Sometimes yeah. you can come late. And I was like, oh, what a man. But um, yeah, I mean, it could, could be happening. I mean, I'm really interested just to see, we'll be off, off air by that stage, but just reflecting on where we were this time last year, where everyone had their prognostications and they're all pretty positive for, for 2022. And it literally took like a day of trade before everything sort of fell out of the bed and we didn't really look back for eight months or something. So um, I'm really looking forward to that first couple of days of January's trade. But, you know, whether we get a little bit of an uplift here in, in thin conditions, maybe something for the traders out there to, to, to speculate on. You're getting ahead of yourself there, As Kyle. always. Uh, let's run through the day today. So Domain reclaiming some lost ground from earlier in the week, up by 7% today, was the best performer. Imogene, keeping an eye on this one because it's been in the biggest movers uh, for a couple of days now. Um, it's up to, let's see, I can't load the news, but it's up by 5%. And Prometicus, you spoke with Dr. Sam Huppert just a short time ago. Yes. One of the best performers de- today, you know, getting those those big contract wins. You know, this is what investors want to see. Yeah, and uh, it's been a pretty, I mean, a share price um, action aside because it's, you know, influenced by sort of those macro factors and multiples and what, whatever, um, but uh, really spoke about some of the strength this year and especially landing some significant contracts and continuing to try and push into the United States and obviously like any 
sort of um, med tech or biotech company, um, however you want to, I guess, define it, mm-hmm. um, that's the holy grail. So if you can, you know, win market share, which, you know, in North America. Partic- which, I was going to say particularly in the States. In, particularly in the States. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it goes a long way to, to building a very, very successful and profitable company. Yeah. So that was a good story, good news story today. Um, on the losing end, Silver Lake Resources was probably the worst performer. Um, James Hardy was down as well. We learned yesterday that James Hardy is cutting staff. So just calling it a real perfect storm out there. Whitehaven, uh, an underperforming coal miner today, off by about 2%. And coal, of course, one of the big themes from 2022. I spoke with uh, David Lennox to start the day. And he's a resources analyst, and he's pretty bullish on a lot of the Aussie commodity names. Uh, you'll have to listen to the whole interview, but, you know, positive on copper, positive still on lithium, nickel, uh, positive on LNG. Um, interesting to get his thoughts on iron ore, because I've had a couple conversations this week uh, with people saying fade the iron ore uh, gains that we've seen because not looking for China to stimulate significantly when it comes to infrastructure and property because of, you know, the well-known problems in that space. But mm-hmm. David does not uh, see it like that. He reckons that China will resume its tried and trusted playbook when it comes to stimulus being in the, you know, the building infrastructure, nation building as opposed to trying to stimulate the consumers, because interestingly, he says that China will will be very cognizant of some of the mistakes of the West in potentially overstimulating, you know, individuals, consumers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it will be interesting to see if they do uh, sort of dust off the old playbook. I guess that's the question, right? Because they uh, tried for so long to sort of de-lever their, their property market and maybe they've had some level of success with that and, you know, um, the whole uh, idea of a sort of a moderately wealthy society, I think the, the phrase is, is trying to transition to a more consumer-based uh, economy. But I mean, maybe again, um, it would seem that this reopening is fairly uh, an act of almost desperation yeah. to try and quell some of that civil civil unrest. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll just be uh, forced to to again um, go to the tried and true methods. Yeah, well, you know, state media reports that China's cabinet has is vowing, you know, to implement policy measures to support the economy. I'm looking for an improvement in growth in early 2023. I mean, that was behind and is behind some of the the uh, the the enthusiasm here locally today. So we've seen Asian shares rally. We've got the yen climbing, the dollar, US dollar, I should say, kind of backtracking. But, um, you know, just on the dollar, I spoke with Nick Twidell from FP Markets. It's not in the show notes, but it is up online. Um, And he was just saying that, look, you know, the Aussie dollar and the China story could really be one to watch uh, to start early 2023, you know, some upside potential there. Although I guess a counterbalance to that is he reckons that with recessionary fears taking hold in other parts of the world, the US in particular, the US dollar could be sort of a safe haven asset once again. Yeah, I put actually that question to a few people today. Does the dollar go up because of a slowing economy and narrowing spreads or does it go up, uh, sorry, go down because of Mm -hmm. that? What does it go up because of that kind of risk aversion? And I, I mean, everyone was sort of mixed to be, you know, the dollar smile sort of starts to get mentioned, all that kind of thing. But um, it will be one of those big questions going into next year, especially with the, with, you know, as it relates to, to the Aussie dollar too, sort of being a proxy for um, uh, that China story. If China picks up, whether, you know, we'll, we'll get that tailwind and, and um, the, the, you know, the US dollar sort of starts to um, continue to push lower as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. That brings us 
nicely to the stock of the day. It was Kogan. It has made what is a relatively small purchase. I think the company is called Brossa. Uh, the share price of Kogan was up by 1.8% today. We had our guests weigh in on Kogan. Obviously, it's been a really rocky ride for shareholders through 2022. Here's what they had to say. My view and why I like, I've recommended it, why I own it, is I think if you took out three to five years, if they can continue growing the number of customers using the platform and the frequency with which those customers purchase, the rest kind of takes care of itself. Now, I don't mean that in terms of not worrying about anything else on top of that. What I'm saying is size-wise, they were growing at 20% annualized up through COVID. Now, sales have fallen away. People went back to the stores. That shouldn't surprise anybody either. So the market got ahead of itself at 25-odd bucks. I think the market is probably getting behind itself. Maybe I can say it that way. But now, I, you know, I, I'd agree. I, I think the valuation looks a lot more reasonable. Um, you know, where they're at going forward looks better. I guess the only question is going to be, you know, a lot of the items they do sell is in that discretionary retail space. And we're going to be going into, I think, a very different um, consumer and economic environment in 2023. So that is the view. One buy, one hold that will not be going to the investment committee, Kyle. But yeah, I think to the point, you know, there's just a lot to digest when it comes to what will be the likely state of the consumer here in Australia once we get our, you know, Boxing Day shopping all done and dusted. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough for um, Kogan, to be fair, though. In two occasions, COVID-related, I've um, on a Saturday night in bed ordered um, exercise equipment at about 11.30 in the evening and it's arrived at Monday morning on both occasions. Saved me when I had that COVID stay at home. A couple of bicep curls while I was, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. there, couldn't get out. Um, so they've always done well by me. It seems to be a decent business. Thanks for Kyle's buff body, Kogan. We all appreciate it, don't we? Uh, Kyle yes. Club out there. Just imagine a, a buff guy. I'm definitely not 65 kilos and a vegan. I got a, I got a little anecdote as well. I said on air today, Amazon Australia, I'm upset with you. I put an order in for a Christmas gift beginning in December. Mm. It was supposed to be delivered, you know, within days. I checked to make sure that it yeah. was in stock, all the rest of it. And I was still waiting last night. Got a bit nervous because, you know, Santa needs to arrive. He does. And yeah, I ended up canceling the order. I found the same thing. Little company out in Western Sydney. It's already on its way to my house. Santa is coming. And, you know, I just thought, again, (laughs) like even with online shopping, um, sometimes shopping local is better. That's me on my soapbox right now as I still need to rush to the shops sometime in the next couple of days. And you're not giving money to Bezos, which is always a good thing Uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, Look, um, you know, you do what you've got to do when you've got uh, a few few balls in the air at any given time. Um, Look, so Kyle, I'm not going to uh, pretend that we've got, you know, a whole heap of really exciting stuff coming in terms of economic data here. Um, We do look forward to a bit of an inflation read that we get out of the States later in the week. Um, You know, I think it's Friday their time. Tonight in the U.S., we get the initial jobless claims read, which we get every week. We get economic growth, so GDP is scheduled, conference board leading index, Kansas City Fed Manufacturing Index, the Chicago Fed National Index. Thank goodness we'll have some stuff to talk about this morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning. Yeah, final GDP there. So that might shift the conversation. Obviously, it's not that number, but what we should expect in Q, uh, what be Q1 because they go financial financial mm-hmm. year. So, uh, sorry, calendar year. Um, yeah, um, will be interesting and especially previewing 
that um, uh, inflation release. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if there's any kind of movement off that whatsoever, but it's a tier one event and um, into thin markets. So it could offer some uh, opportunities for, for the punters out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, tomorrow, look, it is the final trading session before Christmas. Not, of course, of the year, but just a little public service announcement. Uh, look, the crew here at Ausbiz has enjoyed every moment of bringing all of this fantastic content to you, both in podcast form and also on ausbiz.com.au and via our various newsletters. Loved it. It's been a volatile year. We never ran out of anything to speak of. And we really appreciate your loyalty. And we also appreciate, you know, when you tell your friends about us and your family members as well, as we try to grow our audience, which enables us to just produce more content for you. Um, but we are in need of a bit of a break. And we, we would like to spend some time with friends and family and just, you know, rejuvenating ourselves so that we can come back full steam next year. So we will not be broadcasting live, nor will we be putting out this podcast or our newsletters. But just between the period of Christmas and New Year's. So we really look forward to seeing you again a little bit later in the morning for the live stream. Uh, we'll be live from 9.45 right through to the close of the session from the 3rd of January. Yeah, we'll still do this podcast tomorrow, but I just thought I'd put it on your radar for the New Year. Yeah, you manage expectations. You don't want to disappoint everyone too much <laughs> yeah, everybody. A, day, a day or two before Christmas. Yeah. Um, look, uh, so look, I'll, I'll leave it there maybe. We've got, um, you know, of course we'll have analysis throughout the day tomorrow. It is a full trading session. I know lots out there in the markets are used to having that half trading day before the Christmas break. But guys, it's only when it's Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas Eve tomorrow. So we'll um we'll be going right through to four fifteen and we'll um we'll catch up with you on this podcast tomorrow. Kyle, I gotta I gotta run. I have to go to the shops. Get out of there. See you later. <laughs> okay, positive session. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.